Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Monday, May 11. I'm Mark Harding, Content and Brand Manager for Booktopia, and this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. Joining me today are Nonfiction Category Manager, Joel Nayum. Hello, Joel. Hi, Mark. And we're also joined by a very special guest, author of the new book, 14, which is absolutely blowing up at the moment, Shannon Malloy. Hello, Shannon. Hi, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the Daily Booktopian. Uh, so we uh, we love to chat about the books that we're reading at the moment. So uh, Shannon, why don't we throw to you first? What, what have you been reading uh, lately? Well, I finally managed to get my hands on a copy of uh, Phosphorescence by Julia Baird. It's been an absolute bestseller and I've heard that it's now in its second or third reprint because people are just desperate to get it. Uh, and I'm about halfway through and, and it's very easy to see why people are resonating so strongly with this book it's almost like julia had some sort of psychic premonition about where we'd find ourselves right now with coronavirus and the lockdowns and uncertainty uh in the world it's sort of this really beautiful discussion about finding your inner happiness and and nurturing contentment even as things seem to be spinning out of control uh, and it uses these sort of real life examples of of people's darkness and and difficulties uh, and sort of offers some practical tips and and examples of how to to find happiness um, in just this stunningly beautiful book. Uh, and I'm not sure if you guys have read it, but Julia is just such a a beautiful and captivate captivating writer. and um, you know her empathy and warmth just flows through the pages. It's I love it. It's it's the kind of book that I think we all need right now, and and I know that I certainly needed it um, after a pretty grueling several weeks of of writing about coronavirus in my day job as a journalist. So I'm I'm loving it. It's a beautiful escape from uh, an otherwise um, pretty daunting world. Yeah, Joel. Absolutely. Yeah, I read it, um, yeah. and Julia came in for a podcast and to sign some stock. I think she was the last author we had before we shut down the office. Um, wow. And it was so such a bizarre experience reading that book because it felt like, yeah, she'd had some kind of prescient moment and predicted what was going to happen and what we would need. I think the book would have sold amazingly well regardless because it just feels like it hits hits the, you know, the money on a bunch of different things that are of interest to people in general, but particularly in the context of what's happening right now. It's just such a beautiful book, and I keep thinking about it again and again. Um, I think it'll stay with me for a long time. That's great, guys. I, I've, I've actually... Uh, I, I, it's been on my to, to read list for a while, but I was almost avoiding it during this period because I thought that it might be a bit too too real. But it sounds like, in fact, it's it's quite inspiring. Absolutely, it's it's a beautiful. It's very much about um, techniques for how to make yourself feel better when things are dark. It's it's yeah. a, like the, the the metaphor of the title is 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 phosphorescence. It's about the um the light in the darkness kind of thing so it's very positive it's not it's not a dark book it's just that, that dark things have happened to julia mm. she's used that as a way of accessing this stuff i guess it's um, almost like a guidebook for getting through some of the challenges that people are, are facing and 
and the things that they're feeling at the moment in this sort of COVID world. It's, um, mm. like you said, it's so timely and it's helpful. Yeah, really helpful. And I found it really, um, it's sort of, I, I'm not a big fan of the woo-woo uh, self-help personal development type books that are, that are, you know, a bit woo-woo. <laughs> I don't know how else to, I don't want to impugn them more than saying woo-woo. I feel like that's enough. Um, but I, and there is something about this book that could be like that, except she grounds it all really um, in, you know, scientific articles about studies that have been done about the positive, you know, the virtues of getting out in nature and about making yourself feel psychologically small and that kind of thing. So it feels like a piece of pop science at the same time as being a piece of personal development. So it's great. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll you can see up. her journalistic side shine through, you know, like, yeah. and it makes it not woo-woo, which is a description that I'm totally stealing uh, from you. <laughs> it is the official category. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to bump that up on my to-read list then. Um, Joel, what have you been reading this week? So I want to mention two books. The first one, just really quickly, because you recommended it, Mark. <laughs> um, the Dark Matter, Blake Crouch's book. Um, oh, yeah. Well well into that book now. I'm loving it as much as I loved Recursion. Such a fun, fun read. So I, I just wanted to shout it out again because it's so fun when you discover a new author that you're just like, oh, my God, I will read anything this guy does now. Um, it's great. Uh, let, let me know when you finish uh, so we can we can have a discussion about both books because, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Unpack, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second book I've only just started reading, uh, and it's more in my wheelhouse as nonfiction category manager, the book is called Humankind, and it's by Rooker Breckman. He was the um, – you may have come across him online before – because he went a bit viral during the Davos World Economic Forum a couple of years ago, or maybe even just last year. I can't remember the exact exactly when it happened, but he he went viral because on a pa panel that he was appearing on about um, philanthropy in you know because Davos is about multi multi billionaires all patting themselves on the back about how how you know philanthropic they can be and how they can save the world. Um, but he basically used it as a forum to talk about how all these extremely rich people are patting themselves on the back about philanthropy whilst whilst doing everything they can to avoid paying tax. Yes, I'm, I am familiar with him. That that clip um, that clip was huge, and um, I read his uh, his previous book, Utopia for Realists, which was really yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, and that book that book was really good. Um, but his new book is sort of a bit more general. Um, and it, it's, I mean, it's called humankind and it's the way it's spelled in the title is one word, but the, but the, you know, the metaphor, the concept is about kindness of humans. And he's basically arguing against some of the more recent, um, pop science stuff about humans being inherently selfish. Uh, and, and he, he's making an argument for, challenging that assumption that people will always make the selfish choice when it comes to and i think it's also a really relevant book for right now basically because you've just got people around the world who um you know obviously there is a dark side to everything and there is a dark side right now too but there's also a lot of people going outside of 
you know, well outside of their comfort zone uh, and, you know, impoverishing themselves and making the really difficult choice to suspend their life in order to save the species <laughs> or even just to save a huge amount of older people or uh, unwell people. And I, uh, there is just something very touching about the concept, but it's it sort of crosses from um, sort of psychology, pop science into economics. And I think his background is a philosopher or economist. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's very accessible and really, you know, it's a good, he's a good storyteller, but it's, it's just a really great, um, read if you if you're looking for that kind of thing and it's it's not it's it's not really um depressing either yeah um, so <laughs> it's a good read if you're looking for something it's, non-fictiony at the moment is it so it's it's out now it is coming out on the 19th of this month cool. um so i've got an early early copy it's gotten some amazing reviews like the cover quotes are from Stephen fry uh the Yuval Noah Harari, who wrote *Sapiens*, um, and a bunch of other amazing people. Like it's just wow. Um, they've got basically everyone who's anyone has um, is is recommending this thing. So I think I think it's going to be big. Um, and I I you know I don't want to go into the depths of the detail, particularly because I don't know it yet because I haven't finished it. But, <laughs> uh, but I do highly recommend it from what I've read so far. Awesome. I, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's uh, actually uh, trained as a historian. Uh, and I think yes, um, that's that right. Was... And the subtitle is A Hopeful History, so I should have known that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's that's where his perspective is particularly strong, is that uh, he's he actually relates everything back to things that have happened in history um, as well. And times that, you know, things like, you know, high taxation on, on, you know, the super wealthy has been trialed and worked successfully. And he can mm. kind of call back to that rather than treating it as a pipe dream, which I think, yeah, really grounds his stuff in, in, um, in, in some really interesting realistic data. Yeah. And I think it's, it, I think he's been compared in some ways, not, he's not that he's a, um, you know, academic economist, but um, that you remember when that Thomas Piketty book took off, uh, yes. I think it's called Capital, which I yeah. read a bit of that book, which was very dense um, and difficult in, at times, but, you know, a compelling idea. But um, he sort of takes some of the um, ideas in books like that and applies them um, a bit more generally across uh, lived, lived human experience, I guess. I could be I could be mistaken. This is a slight tangent, but I think when Capital first came out, a major online retailer of digital uh, reading products, who will go unnamed on this podcast, released <laughs> some, released some data that showed that it was um, the most purchased but least read uh, or least finished book uh, of the year that it came out. <laughs> wow that sounds, cool. that sounds about right i certainly did not finish it yeah <laughs> it's like it's like a thousand pages long who reads that? oh wow yeah all right um so uh, we're all uh, stuck in quarantine and stuck in isolation and we're looking for things that bring us joy guys what's been bringing you joy this week in, in isolation yeah i um I've always hated cooking because uh, I'm terrible at it, at it's time consuming and I'd just rather be doing other things with my time. But in a sign of, of how bored I've been, I, on a whim, bought a Thermomix 
having never sort of cooked much more than you know spaghetti bolognese and i have to say i'm i'm totally loving it i've been baking you know multiple times a day every day for the past week that i've had it uh and it's really fun and and sort of almost a little bit therapeutic i i sort of zone out while i'm making various biscuits and soups and uh stews and curries and um yeah i've become this sort of cooking convert and it's a really nice way to step away from the coronavirus stuff and feelings of loneliness and uh and uncertainty and and just you know make something delicious and and feel a sense of achievement so now i see what everyone's talking about when it comes to baking and cooking after having not done it my entire adult life <laughs> are you want to are you want to baking breads yet because that seems to be something that's very common right now do you know i can't get the baker's flour everywhere is sold out of it it's the new toilet paper everyone's making bread and whatever else that's, uh, i have heard of that yeah it's crazy I, 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 I don't know if the phrasing bread is the new toilet paper is something that <laughs> we want to kind of get out there. Uh, what about you, John? What's, uh, what's brought you joy this week? Uh, I want to shout out a TV show that I've been watching over the part. It, it just finished, I think, this week. An uh, American TV show called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, mm. it's, a, it's a musical TV show in the vein of, like, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend if anyone's ever seen that, which I have not seen all of it, but I enjoyed what I have seen of it. Um, it's instead of using um, songs that are written for the show, it uses pop songs. So it's a bit more accessible in that um, instance. It's also doing something a bit different. The premise is the main character um, is gets hit by lightning while she's in an MRI machine. And she develops this weird superpower where she can tell people's emotional states because they'll break into song, <laughs> their their heart song, and like sing a pop song that represents the way they feel, and um, the there it's like very joyful at at times, uh, and just hilarious at other times because you sort of don't get the sense of what she's doing when she, like people. Are, sometimes you get the sense that she's missing conversations because the song is actually happening at the same time as the conversation. Other times it seems like time suspends and she's thrust into like a musical number where all the people on the street are dancing. Um, and it's just wonderful. But the thing that I think I found most sort of fulfilling about it or interesting is the way that, because it's in some ways it's quite dark. The actual story of the first season is um, the slow death of her father who has a motor neuron disease type illness um and she can sort of access his like he'll sing to her when he can't speak um and that sounds super dark but actually the way that it plays out is really beautiful yeah, uh, and it's a show it's a show that i never would have watched if someone said uh, this is a show about a woman watching her father slowly die of motor neuron disease. I would never have watched it ever at this point in time in my life. <laughs> but I was um, so surprised. I I saw it and I thought, oh, this will just be camp fun. But um, mm. it's got real depth and heart to it. And um, yeah, and you're right. It's it's beautiful at times. I was really surprised. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you like it. It's it's just really joyful. And I'm only a relatively recent convert to musicals in general, so uh, and <laughs> over the past several years, but you know, relatively recent. 
Um, and so, you know, I, I, th- I have thrown myself into this show. I love it. It's, and it definitely brings me joy. Excellent. I, I've, I've only seen the first episode, so it, it sounds like I'm in for a fun ride. <laughs> Um, so we also like to, at the end of our podcast, shout out to an Australian author, uh, and we're joined by one very fortunately today. So we thought we'd shout out to Shannon Malloy and his new book, 14. Shannon, why don't you give us and our listeners a bit of an elevator pitch for 14 and why they should read it? Well, thank you for, for the shout out to start with. That's lovely. You guys have been so supportive of my book since it came out, and I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, basically, this is it's a memoir. Uh, chronicling one year in my adolescence when I was 14 uh, at the turn of the century, growing up in regional Queensland, going to an all-boys footy-mad Catholic school uh, where life for me was kind of a a daily living hell uh, as the boys found out that I was gay before I did or before I understood what it meant uh, and and did not like it, shall we say. Uh, And so it's about... Um, bullying from the emotional through to the physical uh, and just trying to survive each day. Um, and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty heavy at times, but it's also balanced with um, lots of kindness and love from a small group of friends, uh, my great siblings and my incredible mum, who is without doubt the hero of this book. So it's about adversity, but also survival um, thanks to love. Brilliant. Thank you for that, Shannon. Um, and uh, everybody is loving the book. It's selling really, really well, and it's just garnering some amazing reviews at the moment. So congratulations on how well it's going. Thank you. It's It's been yeah. really lovely and uh, lots of wonderful messages from a, a wide range of people, but particularly parents, which is so encouraging. Um, parents are really valuing the insight, not just into you know, gay young people, but just young people in general and some of the things that they might be going through. So it's been such a heartening experience having it out there in the world. Brilliant. Yeah, I can absolutely second everything. <laughs> um, I interviewed Shannon for the, our podcast. When was that? A few weeks ago now, Shannon. It was wonderful, a wonderful interview. And I, you know, I absolutely love the book and it hasn't left me since I read it. So I um, highly recommend that people check it out. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Shannon, and thank you, Joel, for joining us today on the Daily Booktopian. Um, You can listen to all of our episodes for free on SoundCloud and iTunes, and we'll be back at the same time tomorrow with another episode of the Daily Booktopian. Until then, keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.